Travel Stories Podcast. Hey guys, it's been too long since I've talked to both of you guys. It really has. It really has, yeah. How's it going? It's going well. It's going super well. It's always going super well. It's going really well. Man, do, do you think That's it's one, going well? One too many here. Things going great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like things are well. Could things be uh, better? <laughs> I don't think so. Man, Nicole... <laughs> First off, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Fill me in. I'm doing well. I'm working a lot, so it's mostly just a lot of that and writing when I can. And yeah, that's about all I'm doing during the summer break. Nice. Pursuing the dream. Everything you're doing, you're doing for a reason, all for a, for a common goal. Everything's going towards where you want it to go towards. Yeah, I'm... Um, uh, yeah, I'm working. You could say it's going well. <laughs> it's going well. It's going really, really well. It's going so well. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> oh man. So, like, what's uh, yeah? What's good? You're on summer break now, right? Yeah, I am. I have one year left of my undergraduate uh, college, so just getting there, almost there. Nice, nice. And what are your plans after college? I'm um. I'm going to be working in a, a museum over in the next semester, so hopefully after I graduate, I want to keep working in museums, so that's that's what I'm trying to do right now. Nice. Man, I think musician, musicians, that's weird. Freudian slip? No, normal <laughs> slip. Freudian uh, slip. <laughs> I think uh, museums are like the coolest thing. I actually do think musicians are the coolest thing, so maybe it was. Anyway, <laughs> so, no, I think museums are like the coolest thing. Wherever I go, go to in a new place, the museum is always a good place to go because... Regardless of what country you're in, there's cool stuff that's happened there. And you know the coolest stuff is going to be in that museum. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, yeah. Everything Dude. that's been preserved, you can find in there. Yeah, you go, exactly. And do you listen to, or have you listened to uh, Hardcore History with Dan Carlin, the podcast? No, I haven't. Oh, man, you'd love it. You'd love it. He does, like, it's got all the makings of a podcast that doesn't work, but it, it's, like, the most listened to podcast in the world ever. Like, it's <laughs> so good. So uh, each episode is, like, four hours long, and you'll have, like, part one, four, hour, four hours long, but there'll be, like, part five, you know? And he did one on, like, World War One. He did one on, uh, you know, a bunch of different stuff, like, all over the world. Some American stuff in there as well. I think there's still some there available, but, man, you got to check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I'm writing it down. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that type of stuff. You reminded me, actually. There's a place that I want to go to in... Um, I can't even remember where it is, actually. But uh, in one of these hardcore history things, he was talking about, again, <laughs> unidentified place. Uh, and uh, there was this, this public execution. And it was, you know, entirely... Um, well, if... <laughs> bit of shaky ground but justified you could say you could argue uh, but uh, but then they put them in these in these like glass kind of containers and and yeah that was like in the story and then at the end he's like the, these glass containers are in this cathedral you can go see them and this thing happened like Whoa. like 500 years ago something like obviously it wasn't oh, glass. It smokes. crazy 
crazy. That's what I love about museums and stuff. It's a, and like Egyptian museums, stuff that happened thousands yes. of years ago. Sometimes it's like what? <laughs> like it's crazy. And yeah. it's still here. We're just and we're exactly the same. We just we still we still do the same stuff. We still want the same things. It's just kind of like yep, we haven't changed a bit. I always read about like old like real really really old history and stuff, and I'm like. Yep, humans haven't really changed at all. We have phones now, but that's about it. Exactly. That's one of the things that I always like try to get across to people is that a lot of the historical figures were just normal people. Like they weren't just saints or like really or like demons or anything. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. Because they, they all kind did of, normal uh, stuff. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like over just, the time it's they, just weird to think of that. Yeah, over yeah. time they kind of become the archetype and then they're entirely the archetype rather rather than being a, a person as well. It's weird. Yeah. Man, Cody. Cody, how you doing? What's been going on? Great, great. Yeah, I got. I just took a new job at work that'll kind of give me a little more, little more time to compose. Um, same like same amount of hours, so they're just scheduled in a better way and stuff. And um, I also got a raise, so I can't hey. really argue with that. Yeah, congrats. Hey. <laughs> well, that. thank you. <laughs> nice, loving that. Was it a was it was it a deserving raise or was it one that just came out of the blue and you're like, oh, okay. It's one of those them. ones where I'm like, this job is not harder than the previous job, but all right. Like, right. You, know, you you said it should have raised, so I'm just not going to argue with you. That yeah. sounds great. Of course, of course. No, I love that. I love that. So you're I doing... this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, you didn't deserve that raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so you, have you been doing much composing? Anything like that? Apart from for us, obviously. Yeah, you know, recently I just kind of finished up a bunch of different stuff. And so right now it's kind of a, I don't want to say a dry spell because I haven't really tried <laughs> to like go find stuff. But um, yeah, I haven't really done a lot recently. I'm actually kind of, I got some stuff in the works for some, for my own, maybe some, my own personal stuff instead of just having music written for somebody else. I'm actually kind of considering doing some stuff on my own. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. You'll have to let us know because I'd be, for, for one, sure. I'd be excited to hear that, man. Oh yeah, I'll keep you guys in the loop for sure. That's yeah, awesome. Please. That's awesome. I love it. Now, I'm kind of the last few weeks I've been it's been really fun because I've been buying stuff for the bike. I and like it's Ooh. kind of cuz I I don't know what it is, but I feel weird about like I don't like buying things, right? Like ever. <laughs> nah, I don't know why, but uh but this is like it's kind of an excuse, you know, it's like I buy something and, and I can justify it. I can justify the expense, you know, so it's been <laughs> so much fun and things have been arriving like jacket came and like, you know, a bit of a thing for the bike, saddlebags and oh man, it's been so much fun. And I've just been getting more and more excited to leave day by day, man, day by day. So like what kind of what kind of route are you taking like to start out? I mean, are you going across the water? I guess that's my first question. I don't know how good of a bike you have, but I'm guessing it's not that good. <laughs> I had this conversation with uh, with someone from the states actually, and uh, and they were like, uh, I was like, I'm doing mainland Europe, and they were like, you're you're aware that the UK isn't in mainland Europe? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were like, well, well, out water. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just uh, just take the uh, the kind of underwater train, like. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, really, I'll take the tunnel under the water. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a tunnel that goes <laughs> they, they, under they the water. No, they thought it was like uh, they thought it was like a mythical creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, no, there is there is in fact a tunnel under the water from uh, from the UK to France. 
And so, yeah, I'm going to be getting on that. It takes like half an hour, man. It's awesome. So, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's super good, man. The, the channel tunnel. My work tunnel. commute is almost like that. <laughs> that's just weird <laughs> yeah, to me to honestly. think like different country just like pop right over there that's just really strange yeah no it's great so yeah, i'm gonna head in that tunnel go into france and then originally my thought was to go you know from france go into germany go into you know uh, uh the netherlands go up through denmark and then up to norway sweden finland all, all that way but it's kind of summer now and i don't want to be particularly in norway and finland and camping especially when it's really really cold you know i hate the cold so much and yeah. so now what i'm gonna do is i'm going into france and then i go through france and then down to the bottom and then through spain and then portugal and then around to the side gibraltar and then up to italy and you know little stop by mm. Liechtenstein because apparently that's a country and then uh, you know through the <laughs> alps and miss that. it you gotta watch out for it <laughs> oh man that's the thing yeah with gibraltar like right on the bottom of spain because i was thinking because i want to do every country in mainland europe right and uh and like i was looking at it you know and then uh, i was thinking right spain i'll just go in through there and then all the way across the center of spain you know nice and easy but then like oh no gibraltar's a country so i've got to go kind of around the perimeter of spain like <laughs> but huh. there are worse problems to have you know it's like <laughs> I, I have to go through the coastline of spain you know oh, but uh, i i realize that but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's gonna be fun and like the big thing that i've been thinking recently is when I first started talking about this trip, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this. It could take, I don't know, three months. And then I started thinking about it. It's like, well, no, I, I could spend a month just in one city. And then I started thinking about it some more. And I'm like, well, if I, there's like, what, 40 countries? So if I do two weeks, if I do a week in each country, let alone city, that's 40 weeks. You know? And then, yeah. uh, so then I started saying, ah, oh, I don't know, it could be up to a year, who knows? And then I started saying after that, oh, it could be a year or two. And then I started saying, ah, oh, about two years. So really, I have no <laughs> idea how long it's going to take. But that's the that's fun. Great. It could take three months. You know? Yeah, but, really. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I love how I always love talking about stuff like this because Nicole and I are here like we I know we both really want to travel more and like stuff like that. And you're a little bit further along on the like able to travel kind of situation. Mm. And so you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing like a an undetermined amount of time trip across Europe. And then Nicole and I are like, well, I went to a place. It's like a two hour drive from my house. And it's still so the same there. state. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> I've yes. seen an ocean before. It is a 12-hour drive from my house to the beach. No way. Yeah. No way. Probably that's more. That's, that's if you don't stop at all either. So. Yeah, yeah. No way. Then why yeah. are you stopping? <laughs> yeah, go straight through, man. Come on. <laughs> Going to the beach. But that's the thing I've been, I've been kind of thinking about travel is like, it's... I mean, I think half of it is about the travel because you get the new cultures and you get the new everything like that. But I think the other half is kind of the adventure of it. It's kind of the the doing something different of it. You know, you can you can have that adventure two hours down the road. You, you know, you can have that it's adventure. True. You yeah. Know? And it's I don't know. I don't know how much place has to do with it. I mean, yeah, a certain amount. Like maybe, as I said, fifty fifty. Who knows? But. I mean, there is that culture difference, like we were saying before about Guy Unshore. He's moving to San Francisco, and that is a that will be quite a big culture shock. But it's it's still pretty much the same culture, you know. And so yeah. you can have that. You can even have that culture shock. I mean, if you if you go down to Texas, 
you know, from, from Utah. Or if Nicole, you go down to Texas from Massachusetts, it's like... That would you know, be a culture shock. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So it's not so much the, the having to go to the different countries. It's more what you do when you're in that new place and not even a new place, what you do with your day, I suppose. You know? Yeah. I seriously. could travel down the street and still have some sort of experience or adventure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had this horrible realization the other day. So my sister... Uh, she works for this big company. She's a tra- like a corporate trainer. So she's she's really well known and liked. They've sent her all over the world. China. Uh, she's gone to London a couple times. She's gone to like all over the United States. And so I had this. I, I was like, oh, but like, aren't y'all bummed out? Because you can't really experience a, a place because you're, you know, you have to go like while you're working. And she kind of looked at me like, dude, I don't work like 24 hours like I, I work a normal work day and then I go back and I can do whatever I want and then I had this horrible thought that's how I experience life in what way what that's do you mean how, like I work a nine to five the way that I experience my life is on nights and weekends you know so like it's I had this horrible thought of oh no that's like that's how I experience everything I do because it's it's all just after work. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm. after, after I'm done with stuff. Yeah. That was not, that was a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. These are the types of thing I, I think about a lot and I have been thinking about like life in general a lot recently and talking to Guy Unsure as well. That guy just, you know, he, he's amazing to talk to. And I don't know when you get to thinking about it, it's really weird because you, you kind of, I like to zoom out. I like to zoom out. And uh, there was this new podcast as well, something like uh, Regrets of the Dying or something. Sounds really morbid, but it, it, and it kind of was, but it's really good. And I, I kind of, in a weird way, like to project myself into that future, into the, the deathbed, the, you know, and, um, and think, what will, I, what will I regret, if anything? What will I say? I'm glad I did that. And I think there's two things that, like, that I kind of that I want to think when I'm going into something new, either A, I'm, when I'm on my deathbed, I'll think, I'm glad I did that. You know, I, I remember that and I'm glad that that happened. I think whatever reason it was, and that could be a whole host of things. That could be, it was great for the planet and I feel like I've given back. It could be, I had fun and that was that's what I wanted. It could be any reason, but so long as there is a reason that you don't regret it. And the second thing is, if something is a stepping stone to that thing. So like, you, you, you don't, you know, depending on your job, not a lot of people really want to go to work. We were saying before, me and Nicole were talking uh, we're saying if you weren't getting paid for your job or if you worked in an office would you still go to the office you know <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, and so those things though you won't really regret them in a way if as long as in this is all my opinion as long as they are a stepping stone to what you want to do because stepping stones do have to exist so you can't regret the stepping stones i think the thing that's true yeah that's it the thing with me is like if something's not a stepping stone and you're you're kind of stagnant in it, then that for me, uh, I start thinking, oh no, is this going to turn into something that I'm going to believe that it was wasted time when I'm older? Do you know? And is yeah. this making sense? No, totally. No, yeah, yeah. I've, I've felt that same way where it's like, I've I've cut some stuff out where I'm like, why am I doing this? It's not it's not making me go forward. I do think sometimes though. Um, Something that may, might not make you go forward might make you go up, which might make you go forward. So something that is like, uh, well, and a good example of this is, you know, sometimes there are those people that don't really have a side hustle. They don't really have an, another 
hobby or way to make money or something like that, but they do want to travel. Sometimes their nine to five that pays decently and lets them take vacations, that might be like exactly what they need to be mm. able to do that stuff. So, I mean, it's for me, it's not, not exactly like that way. Like I want to get to a point where I can kind of do what I want to do and, you know, do that a little more. But I think for some people, they're just fine to get off at five and take a, take a week a couple times a year and go do some stuff they've never done before or do the stuff they have done before. And that serves its purpose. Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it is such a bigger, bigger conversation with a lot more nuance. Like, you of know, course, if people, yeah. people have responsibilities and like those that going to work, do, you know, aids in helping <laughs> or achieving those responsibilities and being able to deal with them and everything like that. And so it, that is a necessary, necessary stepping stone. And it's a necessary kind of thing to do in order to live the life that they want. So yeah, it's, it's a really, really strange conversation. I think it can only really be have on maybe an individual level. It's one of those things that there isn't really yeah. a prescription for all because I mean, location independence isn't right for everyone. Working a nine to five isn't right for everyone, but for some people it is, you know? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what they want. I was going for that choral yeah from you both, and I'm glad I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right, let's get down to unpacking season five. How is season, I say this every time, how is season five over already? I remember it's dying, like yesterday. It's, time has been flying Absolutely ridiculous. See, really? <laughs> for for me, it's for me, it's the opposite. I, I I go, I feel like it hasn't been that long. But then I think about when I scored each thing, and I'm like, that was kind of a while ago now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Several that was a, a, a bunch of weeks ago now. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like it goes by fast, but then I really think about it, and it's like maybe that wasn't so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was a a fun season. I think we had a bunch of different people on. We had. Oh man, we had some YouTubers. They were really fun to talk to. And like, yeah, I think it was great. I want to dive into, I mean, individually, let's start off from the top. We had King of Phillips. Now she was, oh man, I really, I really bonded with her in the call. Like we, we ended up talking for, for ages after the call was over. And it was, it was the one where, uh, I can't remember what I said in the episode, but like we were talking about, about uh, animal welfare and I was getting kind of a little worked oh, up yeah. by it. <laughs> you know? I was getting a little, little worked up by it. It's kind of, I don't know, it, none of it, it doesn't seem to make sense a lot of the time. Like, like you were saying with the, with the shark fin soup, it's like, what is the point, man? What is the point? And it's like this shark has to give its life for some guy to go, hmm, yes, shark fin soup, very good. It's. I feel really good about myself now. Oh, I feel so powerful. Yeah. I liked her because I am also a big shark person. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's one of my favorite animals. They're one of my... Always, always on the lookout. <laughs> so <laughs> you, I, I thought it was mean? interesting. <laughs> I like in culture, not in the sea. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not like King of Phillips where I can go out and be a shark person like what what was her thing shark allies yeah shark allies so it was oh, interesting yeah. to like it was interesting to hear ways that i can like educate myself on shark welfare so i can actually do something for these animals that i really do have an interest in without having to like swim with them <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like i'd rather be in a long distance relationship please. <laughs> yes. yeah. i will i will wave and say hello shark what can i do for you <laughs> No, no, no. Step back. Step back. <laughs> That's close enough. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So I, I liked listening to hers. 
yeah man she was really fun and uh, like i said we just chatted for ages afterwards and uh yeah we just bonded over that i think she might have been the first vegetarian we had on but uh we just bonded over that and we we're just talking about animals for ages we were just off the topic of travel just talking about animals it was great <laughs> i loved it right secondly we had rachel rudwall rachel rudwall again so much fun man we had so many like super cool guests that i like this one again i think i talked to rachel for a good hour after that as well like we just chatted for ages and it's because we we each had these uh had these connections that, and we kind of we were we were destined to talk because you know she's friends with justin walter she's friends with king of Philip. she's friends with all these people that i'd connected with too and it was like you know it finally came about that uh that we chatted and she's man she's I don't know. She's such a pro traveler. You know, it's <laughs> it's hard to explain, but she's been everywhere. She's done everything. And her kind of mindset, that was the biggest thing for me with Rachel Rudwall. Her mindset is so, I don't know. I really enjoy it. The fact that she's like, you know, whatever life is handing you, whatever people are telling you, just know that you are enough. That was the thing she said, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just she uh, she had the thing about saying yes all the time and and like introspective thoughts. I really love introspective thoughts, and she man, she brought that in spades. It was great. It's great. Everything you're saying is like 100% Hayden, so I, I'm not surprised you guys got along really well. That that whole never never say no thing. That's like the Hayden thing very ever. You. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, and it's that's like. I think we were talking about, I think we were talking about if someone wants to go travel and having the confidence to go travel, that was it. And it was like making that first step, you know, how do you get out there? How do you make, like book the flight? How do you get the self-confidence in order to do that? So if you really just go out there and you go like, what's the worst that could happen if I believe in myself? If I think I'm enough, if I'm willing to connect with people, what's the worst that could happen if I chase my biggest dream? Usually, it's not that bad. We're on this planet for a short time, so it's a good question to ask yourself every day. Okay, so the next one was uh, Amy Leichtfuss, right? Yeah, um, good pronunciation, yeah. man. Well done. <laughs> I, I actually was like, come on, come on, come on. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, and you know, Mexico. And I'm going to bring it up again. Yep, I know. I know my Mexico. You know, I actually have. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. Every time. Every time. (laughs) But I I always get this little, uh, I always get a little bit excited when I hear travel stories in Mexico. Because it's like, I kind of understand the the music and the culture a little bit better. That that makes it worse for my want to travel a little bit. Because Mm. I... I've seen what it has done for me for Mexico and I kind of want to get that for other places as well. But I get, uh, as you can tell, there's, there's like the kind of ancient feel to that one. Cause that's that kind yeah. of, that Southern kind of side of Mexico is kind of that, that that's kind of the feel I got from the, the story, even though it wasn't like really based in like ruins, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's I always kind of whenever I get southern Mexico I'm like all right let's do this pan flutes and some ancient sounding you know I'll do that yeah man I love that score on that one it had the it had that Mexican kind of that uh, South American Latin American vibe and it also had the the kind of bringing up the kind of anticipation and everything like that because you know they were going there and like there was the thing across the road and it was like what's gonna happen and the music totally reflected that whilst <laughs> staying with that feel with the the Latin American feel man I loved it loved it 
Oh, thanks, man. It's great. Nicole, what do you think about that one? I, when I was thinking of this one, I just remembered that they specifically saved their money and planned their trip so that they could bring their dog, <laughs> which is like the ideal kind of trip for me. Same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I always, that would be the number one thing that I would that would probably stop me from traveling is leaving my dogs behind so <laughs> yeah always nice to hear that i can pull it off <laughs> yeah totally and that's weirdly I've, that's been something i've been thinking about as well for the future like i don't make plans i make kind of you know i might do that one day but like i was thinking i had this vision of like being in a camper van maybe going across the states or something and and having a dog like a like a german shepherd in alsatian you know and just just having it you know me and a dog just kind of going out traveling i think that's <laughs> it's, it's always been one of a, a dream of mine and like like i was kind of thinking of like this is just i have these five seconds little little kind of like like movies play in my head of like potential things in the future and this one with this was like me getting out of the camper van with a dog in the forest and us both howling to start the day (laughs) oh my goodness how much do i want that to happen a lot a lot (laughs) i feel like no but a dog is way too normal of a pet for you you'd have like a a weasel or something (laughs) oh thanks very much (laughs) a <laughs> like, uh, serpent <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So, something like oh yeah this is my this is my pet teacup pig penny <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but no so you know in the future maybe that's a dog. awesome though <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know no, something I, about I it. it it's like it's like that classic that's like that classic thing like the you travel and you have like a cat like sitting across your shoulders or something exactly like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, definitely. It's the com- the traveling companion. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that they took that dog. Oh, it's so cool. And their their van, their truck sounded so good. Matt was saying about how he how he built it in a way. Didn't build the entire thing, but he he built this place for this, and he added in the electrical components, and he did all this. Man, I just thought ah, that guy's got it right. That is the dream. Like building your your mode of travel, taking your travel companion, your dog, also your missus, but more importantly, your dog. And uh, and <laughs> going traveling and oh man, I loved it. That guy was so cool, so cool. And Amy as well. She had the best stories. Like I've always, I've always kind of always wanted one of those like travel vans, like a V Dub van, and just like yeah, or like an RV or something like that. Oh yeah, oh totally. It's like. I don't know, it kind of takes away that thinking about that aspect of it. Like, yeah, there it is it is fun to couch surf. It is fun to start talking to locals and try and find out where you're gonna sleep. It is fun sometimes going in hotels and hostels are great, you know, but to have that side of it kind of completely sorted and you've got your own space and like it's less one less thing to think about and it's you're like a snail. You know, you know, you're like a, you're like a turtle. You've got your home on your back. You know, <laughs> there's something more more nomadic about it. Yeah, it's something you can go more off the grid. I just love that you're like, yeah, it's like a snail. It's so good. It is it's so good. It's, I mean, it's absolutely right. That's what I maybe that's why I find it so funny, just because like you just have your house that right is there with snark. you all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, snails so have got funny. it right. Snails have got it right. I need to make a t-shirt. Be more like snails, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the first backpack digital t-shirt. Yeah, you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> snails have got it right. Snails have got it right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So this this next one was my absolute favorite. Season five, episode four. Derek Loudermilk. Um, I love the movie Avatar, and so <laughs> <laughs> the the second he was like. It was like the tree from Avatar. I was like, 
boom, Avatar, Avatar score, totally. We're doing an Avatar <laughs> score. And so, so I was like, yes. And so that's kind of, yeah. If you've heard the music from Avatar and you've heard the score from this particular uh, episode, you'll be like, yep, he totally ripped off Avatar. On nice. No, I've never <laughs> seen Avatar. I've never seen Avatar. But, Are you um, kidding me? <laughs> you saw that coming. Come on. I, that's yeah, true. That's you're, true. You're like, what's you're like, what's Star Wars? What are, what even is it? I've <laughs> no, never even Star heard Wars. Of it. I was a big fan of Star Wars. Big. That's like, yeah. I just <laughs> mean something on that level that you're like, what even is that? I've, I've never, never seen Indiana of, Jones. <laughs> never seen Indiana Jones. Never what? seen it. Yeah. Sorry about You'd that. You'd like Indiana Jones. Yeah, apparently so. You are Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, I gotta see it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the so the the score came from. Like, well, I don't want to say you ripped it off, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't really rip it off. It was in- definitely inspired by Avatar because it was like that whole um, the feeling of the rhythm of the forest. And it was like a really cool. It just totally brought me back to that movie. So it was like easy. That score was easy because it was just like instant inspiration because of the movie. Yeah. And it kind of had that otherworldly aspect to it. That story, you know, it's like because. Um, he said about the, the tree and the first time he touched it. And I put my hands on the tree, got an electric shock from the tree. Sort of, sort of electro emotional, let's call it. And it was like really like bizarre. So I pulled my hands off the tree um, cause I had started sweating profusely in the few seconds that I had touched the tree. I don't know. It got me thinking about that. And there was, I mean, there was people I showed that episode to and, and I told them about the episode and the story. And it was like half of the people were like, oh man, that sounds amazing. Like, I've heard about things like that before. It's, that sounds really good. And half of them were like, nah what was happening there you know there's something going well you know it's really <laughs> skeptical you're really skeptical what do you guys think about that i think that the actual reality of something doesn't matter as much as the individual reality mm-hmm. you know so if he felt that then he felt that and it doesn't really matter what made him feel that because he did and if he was with the tree at the time no matter how it happened that's what made him feel that way so that is really that's interesting true. that is really yeah, interesting like- and that's kind of the point, that's kind of the position I take as well, except I'm more like, I try to explain it a little bit on my end, just for my, just for my <laughs> gratification. Like, I don't know, maybe there was some kind of hallucinogenic mold on the tree or mm, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the like, Salem but, witch but, trials excuse. <laughs> that, exactly though. But like, and it's, or, oh, oh, Nicole, are you saying that it doesn't really matter because they were feeling that at the time? So I guess they really were witches. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying to defend the fact that I am a witch. Hey, and there you go. <laughs> you're really pushing it. <laughs> yeah, be careful, no, but, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I really do get that kind of. Uh, I, I'm definitely the skeptic in, in on on this side, but I'm a little bit more like, eh, like believe what you want. I do think this was the, the first time that we've had like a like a supernatural kind of story on travel stories, though. Like something that wasn't really easily explained. Most, almost everything else was like, um, just kind of your your basic travel stories. The only one that even was really kind of supernatural was the Halloween episode last year. Yeah. <laughs> but other fun. than that, I think this is the first. So this was really cool because it was like we've never really done this before. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I loved it. I loved it. And I think I'm. I think I agree with 
both of you in the way that like I am normally a skeptic on on uh, on things like that and but having said that so my mind as well or like always goes to the to the let's try and explain this using what we what we know etc however what he takes from that experience is still is still entirely real and whether or not the experience totally valid, was yeah. yeah whether or not some the experience was something internal or external or or whatever it was the results of it are 100% real now like and it's not yeah. as if it's not as if he's going out there and saying this this tree is is you know this tree is great and you know give me a fiver give me a, give me a bit of money and you can go see it and it's not as if he's trying to use that thing the, the thing that yeah. you know that people are skeptical about to he's just taking the lesson from it he's just taking what he got from it and using that in a positive way so I, I think it's really it's kind of like a non-issue in a way you know <laughs> exactly yeah that you're you're absolutely right because if he was like do, doing tours and trying to explain the science and bringing yeah i totally agree that's like a that's a little different but since this is just on his level totally yeah it's it doesn't really matter yeah absolutely yeah so the next one episode six how wi-fi sprung me from a russian prison from juliana deva I love this one. Nicole, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I really liked this one because I feel like I'm always arguing with people who say that technology is like a bad thing and that it impedes people. But this was one of our uh, only stories where that's what helped her. And she like actively <laughs> acknowledges that she wouldn't be in this place that she's in without being able to use this advanced technology. So I'm all for that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is something we forget a lot of the time. It's like there's this weird duality that exists between wanting to get rid of all the technology and live in the woods. Maybe this is a duality only in myself, but I was, <laughs> I was literally just going to say this is that is mostly you, man. That's your duality. I'm you're happy. Like, <laughs> you're like, I live, I live completely uh, online and everything I do is on the computer and I do sound stuff, which is like necessary for for a computer but i want to live in a forest inside yeah. of a tree that i in a house i made myself yeah that is the duality <laughs> that exists and it is a yeah, torturous if you, could get duality. Wi-Fi, if you could get wi-fi in a house like that you would be so happy <laughs> yeah exactly it's a torturous duality and like even on this next trip i mean i'm taking the bike and i've got like a tent i'm gonna be in the woods but i've still got the phone there. i've still got my laptop you know what i mean it's like it's it's but then I don't know. That's kind of the new. I, I'm justifying it totally, but that's kind of the new going off the grid, <laughs> staying on the grid, but being in a tent. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, and and really, it's what's the point of being off the grid? Like, what is the actual reason? Oh, there's lots of reasons, man. There, there are. Like, this is why there is a duality because there are a lot of benefits from being off the grid, man. Uh, like, well, in the same way that. The, the technology that we do have has positives and negatives. It has benefits and drawbacks. So getting rid, at least for a little while, of that technology, yes, you do get rid of the benefits, but you do also get rid of the negatives of it. So there are some benefits, obviously, you know, conversely to that, there are some benefits of staying off it and having a little mm -hmm. time off it. <laughs> oh, well, I do think as time goes on, there are more and more benefits. And then the the drawbacks kind of, they're still there, but yeah. they're th we're kind of more used to those drawbacks now because they're part of everyday life, basically. So I feel like eventually being off the grid is like, what's the point? Like, why would why would anyone want to do that? Because it's like we'll be able to kind of get rid of the the drawbacks will just be something that is part of everybody's life forever. And then any of the benefits we could just get from that. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's like, I could, mm, it's, I'm trying to think of an analogy. It's like the modern day. It's like the modern day vehicle 
you know it's like there are i mean i'm sure there were purists that like vehicle nah i'm walking everywhere mate you know if i gotta get anywhere it's within walking distance you know but there are so many obviously that that, you know they saw drawbacks in in uh in transport but like think of the benefits of transport you know so i think technology is is very much like that there's so many benefits and like it can it can even be the thing that allows you to be semi off the grid which is yeah, that's true. Weird. That's you. That's that's literally you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicole, you sounded like you had more to say on that. Oh, I was just. I, I think it's another thing that's an individual case by case. You are definitely different than myself, and I'm different than Cody, and what we would want and what we would like to give up or hold on to. Yeah, you're totally right there. You're totally right. Absolutely, and I think that crops up a lot. Uh, there's so many things where it's like, hey, man. You do you, you know, like there's so many things like yeah. that. Like when it yeah. comes to any politics, a lot of the, I don't know anything about politics. I'm just throwing that word out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, travel, like you do you, you know, someone wants to go to Wales for one weekend a year. That's cool. Someone wants to go live in the Amazon for three years. Man, like whatever seats you. Do you. Yeah, and as long as they're I, not hurting like anyone that. else. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I like that look because I know a lot of people that are like, a good and, and I apologize, Hayden, but I'm gonna say it. I feel like a lot of vegans are like that, where you go, um, you they, you go, well, I eat meat, and then they go, they like they they bring it all like, how dare you? You know, they get kind of <laughs> their backs up against it, like like you then they try to make you feel bad for just for doing like what you're doing. But I like the idea of kind of cool, yeah, do what you want, and if you're not hurting anybody, then do kind of whatever makes you happy. Mm, yeah and just to clarify i'm not actually vegan i'm uh <laughs> oh this is it's because you're worse it's like i said i bet you i'm way worse hate this. Yeah, well that's <laughs> part of my point like like i kind of <laughs> I, I didn't want to be vegan like well i was for four years but then now i'm vegan but i eat fish so the vegetarians hate me the vegans hate me the pescatarians hate me <laughs> meat eaters hate me. that's where i want to be <laughs> you, you want to live in a perpetual hipster state where you're so hipster that no one else is out there with you. There you go. That's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So we're midway midway through unpacking the episodes from season five. I want to bring in a message we received, right? So on one of the episodes, I think it was one of the later ones, I brought in in the intro that one of our listeners, Laura Russell kind of wanted wanted us to keep her accountable you know wanted us to to check in on her to you know just to make sure that she's starting her her traveling journey that she's booking her plans because she knows Ooh. like we all know that if you're held, held accountable to something you're much more likely to do it and so i received a message right here is that message <clears throat> I was listening to your latest episode last night. You you were, slash are, a big part of me deciding to travel. I love travel and go away at least once a year somewhere long haul, but without you in my ears, I may not have had the guts to do what I'm doing. On New Year's Eve, I said to my friends, I wanted to quit my job and travel. So I've been thinking about it for some time, but was always struggling with a purpose or a focus. What I would do when I left work, where would I go? I was looking for something more meaningful than sitting on a beach. 
Sat on top of that mountain in Rishikesh, I just realized I didn't need a plan other than to return to India. I can't wait to fill you in on all the other details, but for now, I just wanted to say yes, you do inspire people to travel and look at life in a different way. And attached to this is an itinerary, a receipt for a flight out Whoa. of London to New Delhi. Oh, that's wow. awesome. How good's that? That's nice. fantastic. I, that's like the coolest part of working on the Travel Stories podcast because we, we've we done that multiple times where people are like, I've always wanted to travel and this has really helped me or like travels made them able to do stuff they wouldn't have done otherwise. It's just awesome to hear. Absolutely. I'm so glad. I'm so glad she's she's going as well. Like she yeah. uh, she went to, like, as she said in the message, she went to Rishikesh for a little while and uh, I think she was in India for work and she emailed me and she said, she said, hey, you know, where should I go in India and what should I do? And, and you know, I've got a couple of couple of weeks, couple of days off. And uh, I said, well, the one place I'd recommend is Rishikesh. It's the place in India I always talk about. It's where my story comes from. And so, uh, you know, I hooked it all up for her to stay at this place and everything like that. And and I knew it's weird because it was halfway across the world, but I knew the the place and i knew what she was going towards i knew where she was going oh. and what she would see when she got there and i i couldn't help saying oh man you're gonna love it i was so excited for her <laughs> you know it was great it was great that's and then, awesome yeah she went and uh, that's what made her want to want to travel more so that's i love in that i love that you're you're like a kind of a mini travel agent like i don't think people realize how much you will actually respond to the listeners of the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly yeah i actually uh yeah. i actually booked her into uh to an ashram i had to <laughs> i had to use her name but my address because i didn't know her address but yeah i booked <laughs> booked her in. oh my so gosh awesome. <laughs> man the <laughs> on that note the emails <laughs> man if, i mean you listeners that have emailed in you'll know but if someone sends me an email like I think they regret it when they get the response because it's just, <laughs> it's like an essay. And I always say at the, st at the start of emails, I always like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to tackle this in bullet point form because I, I, the way I think, the way I respond is very, you know, very erratic. And so I do. And then during it, I'll kind of leave notes to myself, like, you know, and it's, it's very <laughs> odd. It is very odd, but like I end up spending ages just like crafting this message to him, making sure I've hit every point. And it's like, I'm not saying this just to say, hey, look how much I do this. I'm saying it to say that that is what I love to do. I really enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. it's so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> but connecting with people, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love getting the message that that people are listening and people are kind of, it's affecting them. That's what I love, man, that, that it affects people in a way that makes them, makes them not makes them think differently, but makes them think in a way that maybe maybe they wanted to or they almost did or they would have thought before but maybe didn't think they could something like that do you know what i'm saying yeah totally yeah they are enough hey bringing it hey. back <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely i remember i think the next one was episode eight which was Kristen addis which was uh she said something that i f i think hayden says a lot that i i agree with is that even though you're, I guess you're never really alone, which she touched on is, but that when you solo travel and you travel by yourself is that's when you really find your real self because the people around you kind of change how you act. We're social creatures. We're wired that way. But if you're out there on your own, everything is going to come back to, well, how do I feel about this right now? What do I want to do right now? Who am I? So I think that that's an incredible opportunity that 
a lot of people are never going to have. Man, I feel I, I I am saying this all the time, actually, aren't I? I was just trying to say, I feel like I'm saying this all the time, but I do. But uh, I, I really want someone to look up. I could do it myself, but I really want someone to look up. If anyone has ever said the, the phrase, what is it? Who are you when no one else is around? Because that's in my head and I don't know whether I've stolen it or whether I made it. I really want to have made a phrase. Come on. <laughs> you know? I bet you didn't, because I swear I've heard that. Oh, before. thanks. Thanks. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, it, that's, uh, I mean, I love that question. Who are you when no one else is around? Like, there's, I think there are, there are some people where, like, they, they, uh, like, don't want to have that alone time because being with their thoughts is kind of scary because what, what might they find out? And obviously, conversely, that the, the opposite is true. Some people really love being alone because, I mean, I, this is I'm myself I'm talking about. I love being alone because I want to find out more about who I am. And I want to be more of the person I know I am. I don't want to be tainted in a way for, you know, want of a better word, but I don't want to be tainted by places and things and uh, other people. Maybe I'm conforming to, you know, that, anything, you know, like I want to find out who I am. And I think through travel, through solo travel, that's ideal because it takes away the variable of people and it takes away the variable of place. So you're just left with, with you. Cody, man, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm kind of an introvert myself. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of a little both, which is weird. I, they seem like mutually exclusive, but mm, I, I think that happens both, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love kind of being around people and making connections and stuff. But there comes a point where I just really love being on my own. I haven't done a lot of solo travel, but I do kind of get that feeling of just when you're when you're on your own and able to just kind of think and be by yourself. And even something as simple as like on the way home from work or like I'll be um, Amanda will be somewhere and I'll just be kind of home just alone. And it's that's a really good time to kind of calibrate almost and do what you said where you're like just kind of make sure that you're being the truest self that you that you can mm, yeah absolutely and i think it was it was you know perfectly said by by kristen addis in the episode like she uh, and the other thing as well with that episode was her her grandmother used to travel and they found her diary her, her journal and then retraced the steps man there's something so poetic in that i absolutely yeah. love that it's like uh, it's like that thing of when people get the motorcycle diaries or people get on the road, the book, and people get all these books and retrace the steps. And I really love the poetry in that. I love that you can read it and you can you can read what they wrote when they were in that area. So you're kind of sharing the space with them. It's like you, they're sitting next to you because you're in the correct place where they wrote it. You know? It's really yeah, that's cool. that's really nice. Actually, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and as a writer yourself, like. There must be there must be some places where some of your favorite works you might be able to you must be able to go to where they were written perhaps you know I mean I'd imagine I don't know whether you're whether whether you're a Poe fan but I'd imagine you could go to Baltimore and you know go to a place where he wrote some of the things you know like that might be quite yeah. quite an interesting thing to do. It is. There's a lot of I've never gone on one myself, but there are a lot of road trips like that where you can go to like famous literature places and similar. Uh, I would enjoy doing that if I ever got an opportunity. It's like those, um, you see those pictures where people take old pictures and hold them up mm. in front of what the place looks like now. You can yeah. see how much it's changed and it's never really changed that much. You know what I mean? It's still recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. like those. I love those. It's not really the same in America. Like I said, you're 14 years old, something like that in the States. Yeah. Uh, 15, <laughs> yeah. please. 15. Sorry. Yeah. 
yeah, relatively <laughs> young country. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, I love that. It's the it's the poetry of it. And for me, a lot of travel is poetry. Like, not in, that sounds like I'm just saying words that sound cool, but like, for, <laughs> and there is a lot of that. But for me, the the poetry of situations, that's what I love. Like, yeah, no, it goes back to Kristen Ellis. You know, they she found the journal and they retraced the steps. There's poetry to that. And I love that. I love that. So the next one, episode nine, was Taylor Zients, if I'm remembering that correctly. That one, he was the, the shipwreck expert and he did all his ridiculous expeditions. Yes, I loved his. <laughs> Man, he's like, just, he's one of those guys where like the, just the mini bio of him, the kind of sentence like, hey, who's this guy? Ah, oh, well, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like the Everest guy from, from a few seasons back. And <laughs> yes. you're like, oh yeah, he's, he's a 60 year old man that has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And I was like, whoa. It's just that that little sentence is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He was no, a, wasn't it? No, it was even cooler than that. What didn't he climb? Like he climbed a thousand mountains or something that, like that. That was it. It was like five hundred mountains or something in his <laughs> yeah. lifetime, and he was sixty-four. Oh yeah, man. and I was like, that is the coolest sounding thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, it's so similar to that. And there's so many like that where it's just that one sentence is like that is so cool. <laughs> You know, this guy was the same. And he was like, uh, he was a a maritime historian, you know, and he was, uh, well, uh, shipwreck expert, you know, and he'd done these expeditions and the Titanic and things like that. And he just goes down and, oh, man, what a legend. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah, I loved his. His was one of the most interesting, I think, because I'm I'm interested in the deep sea and the shipwrecks. And I always like hearing about those. Mm, yeah totally and he was also an author which i enjoyed absolutely yeah he kind of and it was weird because it was great because he took his it's like he took his experiences and then from it wrote fiction as uh, as opposed to just you know memoirs you know all all fiction comes from something that's it's framed in some sort of reality and it must be so much more interesting to see that kind of reality behind it because he knows yeah he knows the truth yeah Mm. it would be really interesting to see the I mean, I haven't read anything of his, but it would be really interesting to see, like, how that kind of contributes to the fiction. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he was talking about, because we were talking about what is an expedition, you know? And um, I think I brought up some weird, like, going to the fridge or something as, as an expedition, which fit the <laughs> description. But it was something like uh, something like going somewhere with a with a specific goal in mind. I think it was something like that anyway. And uh, and I like that. Yeah, it's he said that, or the two of you together decided that traveling somewhere with a goal in mind is important because it would um, advance your own understanding of the world because you have this goal that means that you're, you're learning what you'd be willing to suffer through for this experience. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Yeah, and suffering through things is uh, that's another thing I was talking with uh, with Guy about last night, suffering through things. And kind of if people are, I'm linking it back to back to travel and back to uh, situations that, that listeners might be in. And if people are working, you know, say they're working nine to five in somewhere they don't want to be working, right? And But they know that come August, come September, they're going to be able to go travel. That suffering, if you will, that, that kind of work they're putting in is is towards something and they know that and it kind of it almost makes the travel a little a little nicer when you get there 
you know? Yeah, it's like a delayed gratification. Yeah. You're really earning it. If you had unlimited money and unlimited time, travel, I don't... I mean, it would still be a wonderful thing, but I don't think it would be quite as awesome because it's just removing yourself from this life. That, it's basically living the life that you wish you had just for a little while. You know, and if you had, if even if you're living that full time, but you don't have to do anything to earn that, or you don't have to do anything except just go there, I feel like you really would be missing out a little bit. Mm. Well, it's like the um, if there was Christmas every day thing, you know, yeah, then it yeah, kind of loses yeah. how special it is. Yeah, but yeah, even exactly. someone like even someone like Hayden that travels like way more than someone like Nicole or Ray, um, they, I, I feel like you still put in the time. You put in the the time working and the time even being on the road you still put in the hours and stuff so mm. i don't know i just i feel like it's very um I, I feel like it's exactly that thing the christmas everyday thing you really have to put in the time or the the travel isn't going to affect you quite as much i don't think oh 100 100 percent. and that actually links to something that rolf potts said but we will get to that we will Ooh. get to that yeah <laughs> So episode 12. Oh my god, I remember this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew what I was going to say. Mark Walters, episode 12. <laughs> now, why is it that you remember him? What is, what's jumping out at you? Because of all the ways I had to come up with to say that he was going to crap himself without saying <laughs> those words. <laughs> yep. I run, I get the ticket, get on the train. I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be a toilet on the train. There'll be a toilet on the train. I'm just like, please be a toilet on the train. And the girls drive off, and I go straight to the conductor guy. I'm like, hey, is there a bathroom on the train? He's like, no, this, uh, this is a local train. There, there's no, this is like a subway. There's no bathroom here. There's some at the stations, but this is an express. We're not stopping at all the stations. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> my, mom actually, my mom actually happened to call me um, like the day that I was working on this. And she's like, so what are you working on tonight? And she knows I work on travel stories and stuff. And so I told her. Um, writing a writing a score tonight, and she's like, "Oh, really? What's the story about?" And I was like, "Guy uh, with explosive diarrhea," and it's a twelve minute st- or a seven minute story about that. Yep. <laughs> she was like, "She was like, oh, she's like, I might skip that one." And I was like, "You know what? Don't. It's Why hilarious. would you skip it? Yeah, don't it's skip great. It. I it's said, awesome. don't skip it. It's it's wonderful. It is a We've great all story. been there." <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it, though, yeah, seriously, though, every if I, I, okay, that has to be a travel thing. I feel like I've never heard any traveler talk about that, and that has to be a thing. It has it to is, be. Yeah, yeah, it is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me, and I don't even travel. Hey. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, yeah. but like the, the funny thing about that one is it just got worse and worse as time went on. Like, that was it. Yeah, it was that just was like, it. Oh, and the plastic napkins thing. I was like, oh, no. I know. <laughs> oh. It's like, he's looking around. It's like, there's a cactus. There's some sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like this, when I was listening to that story, when he was telling it on the call, when we were recording the episode, I was just like, you know, when you just smush in your face, because it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Oh, I felt that so much. Like you, you hear a story and you just know where it's going and it's just like hard to hear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was great, though. Oh, I love that you, I love the score, man. Just the, I can just imagine you sitting there scoring it like, hmm, what should I do here? <laughs> it's like, it's just such a weird experience, like scoring a poop story. Like, it was so great. It's like his 
the way he tells a story and the story that he chose to tell kind of goes with how he says that he wants to be honest and he gives the honest travel advice about what's good and what's bad and he doesn't really hold back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> even I if he wants to. does not hold back. <laughs> yeah, even if he wants to. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right. Like, I, I would have, I don't know, I wasn't expecting him to come in with a story like uh, like Derek Loudermilk, for example. Like, there was this tree and it was mystical. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> expect that from Mark Walters, you know? He's so honest, he's so <laughs> to the point, you know? That was the exact story I was expecting. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. But the, the thing about him was the... Like with the interview section, he was saying about the the honesty bit. And if you if you check out his his channel, Walter's World with an O, Walter, and um, it is it is completely honest. He will say the bad points about a place, and like they're not just like ah oh, the bad points is there's uh, too many coffee shops. Ho ho ho! It's like that genuine <laughs> the genuine bad points. Like you don't want to do this and be careful about this. This this uh, this isn't the. I best. love that though. Yeah, there's something to be said for that because I don't feel like you get a lot of that on on like these travel shows and or these like different youtube channels or whatever they'll just say it'll just be like they want to hit the highlights and make you feel like this is the perfect place and you'll be happy once you get here and but i love the idea of someone going yeah i wouldn't come back here but i didn't love this like that's just awesome to me yeah totally yeah so the last one of the season this was the bonus episode we don't usually do 13 we did 13 and that was because it was the guy who potentially, as I said in the intro, potentially got me into travel and started. The only reason we're talking right now, the only reason you're listening to this right now, is probably because of this bloke. And uh, he wrote the book Vagabonding. Rolf Potts, his name is. He wrote the book Vagabonding. I read that book and I thought, man, this guy's got it right. And that's why we're here now. So he was a joy to have on the show. I think I remember, like, I think I remember way back in the day, I think saying to you guys something like, Something about Rolf Potts being a dream guest. Did, did I say you anything did. like that? You I did. remember. I remember like before Nicole was even hired. I think when it was just you and me, and I remember you saying there were like four people that were dream guests that you were like, "Oh, I would love to have them on someday." And I think one of them was one of them. We we had an interview scheduled with, and it didn't work out. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason but this is the first one that's actually aired yeah. and i was like dude this was and i think it was just i think it was a year ago i think it was just about a year just over a year ago now yeah i think where, you're right yeah yeah and we've already gotten to that point that's amazing absolutely absolutely i loved having him on because like i listened to the audiobook of vagabonding i didn't read it like and he narrates it and so, like, it was talking to the narrator of the book that, that oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it was so cool. So cool. And he had so many interesting things to say. Like, Nicole, what do you think about, what do you think about that? You, you, uh, you said something earlier about, about something that Rolf Potts said. Yeah, he shared an anecdote about his grandfather, and he said that that had taught him that life was never going to reward him, so you have to make the space for things yourself like you can't wait until the end and be like well i've been good this whole time so now i get to do this mm-hmm. you have to actively make the space mm. for what you want and there was something heartbreaking about that because if anybody had deserved his retirement it was him and i think in a poignant way i realized that life was not going to reward me you know that um uh you know i don't know if i could aspire to to work as hard and be as virtuous as my, as my grandfather and he didn't get the reward at the end of his life. So I decided that you sort of have to create your own free time. You have to 
to push off this pressure, which is almost a compulsive pressure, a fear-based pressure, to immediately become this responsible money-earning citizen and see if you can't create your own time. And I was actually pretty... Mm. I thought that was a very good point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, And thinking about that, uh, for me, it's like I'm always thinking of like, oh, yeah, you know, in the future I'll do that. But if I don't do anything about it, probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and this yeah. is another reason I really love uh, what Laura Russell's done. She's she's booked the plane ticket. You know, she's made it happen. She wanted it to happen, and she made it happen. I love that. I love that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. In a way, interestingly enough, you might be the you might be Laura's Ralph Potts. <laughs> oh, poetry, poetry. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's wow. symmetry. I actually do think it's kind of poetic because of what we're the changes that we're making for season six and what we're doing a little bit differently. That is a very good point. Let's let's talk about that. Season six is going to change quite a quite a bit. We've we've been changing each season, you know, a little bit here and there, you know, changing the structure. But this season we've got quite a quite a big change, haven't we? This is the first this is the first really big structure change. That's right. That's right. So, because well, not really structure, just the really the whole essence of the show is changing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So like so what it was was I'm going on this trip as you all probably know by now, right? And I was thinking, well, how can I how can I use this to the podcast's advantage, to the listeners' advantage? How can they gain from my travels, right? And so with that in mind, we were talking about it, me and the team, All right. Cody, Nicole, you know, you know the team. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it. And one of the things about travel that's, that's just so not only beneficial, but so fun and so rewarding, and we talk about it a lot, is meeting people on the road, right? Whether they be locals, whether they be other travelers that's, that become your best friend for years to come whether they be anyone hitchhikers doesn't matter who it is meeting people on the road that's one of the most fun things about travel at least for me anyway like meeting people i think is fantastic so so the thought was how can we mingle mingle how can we mingle the two so which brings us to our new structure when i'm traveling and when i meet someone we'll record our conversation Maybe our first conversation, maybe our third conversation, maybe I've known them for a week up to this point, but we'll record a conversation. We will get to know this person because that is, oh man, I love getting to know people on the road. And through the episodes, you guys will get to know these people. So they're not going to be, they're not going to be YouTubers per se. They're not going to be a guy that wrote a travel book so much. They're going to be locals. They're going to be travelers themselves. They're going to be real people. It's like that word Sonder, you know? I mean, the, if you've got a thousand people there and they all walk past you, it's just a group of a thousand people. But everyone in that, in that group of a thousand people has their own life, has their own story, has their own story that is massive. They've had heartbreak. They've had joy. They, 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 you know, they miss their mother. They haven't talked to their brother in a year, but they're, they're going to go see him. Everyone's got a story. And through this and through travel, you meet those people and you hear their story and suddenly it's in the forefront. Suddenly it seems so important because to them, it is the most important thing in the world. And so that's that's going to be the format of the show. We're going to be meeting people through traveling. 
I like that because it's not the stories aren't travel stories. It's still travel stories, but the stories aren't travel stories. It's yeah. stories that you get through travel. Exactly, exactly. Because everyone has a story, and a story doesn't have to be a narrative story. It doesn't have to be one day I did this and then that happened. People have life stories, and there will yeah. be—I would imagine there will be anecdotes during these uh, during these conversations. But of course, yeah. But it's the story of that person. And Cody, you, you were saying something about it being like uh, what was it that thing that you said it's kind of similar to? Yeah, when when Hayden first had this idea, it really reminded me of—I don't know how many of you have. Uh, seen the Facebook page Humans of New York um, but it's basically this guy he's a photographer um, and what he did was he kind of walked the streets of New York and he would just take a picture of somebody um, and he would kind of talk to them and they would have this this kind of really incredibly deep story about their life or about their the what they were doing at the moment or what they what they thought about or something a good example was uh, he just just today actually I saw one where he this guy was a taxi driver and he said the it has a little caption usually but it gives you a lot of insight into it so the caption was i used i drove a cab for years and i got bored of it so i decided to start dressing funky and see what happens and it had this guy with this crazy hat and these cool sunglasses and just like crazy clothes on and it's just like it's really cool because it gives you this insight into just plucking out stories of random people and it's Sonder is the perfect word for it because mm. you really we are really surrounded by people all the time and this is maybe going to be a good way to remind us of that that everyone has their own little story and stuff yeah absolutely and there'll be there'll still be a lot of talk of travel I would imagine and oh, of uh, course. yeah absolutely and then, uh, and also there'll be some episodes where it's just me there'll be some solo episodes I'll be I'll be talking about maybe where I am. I'll be talking about what I've seen. I'll be talking about a story that's happened on the road. I'll be talking about travel in general. I might be talking about questions that we get in via email. I, and and I want to keep it a kind of open structure in that way. You know, it could be a solo episode from me. It could be a traveler that I meet in a in a hostel. It could be a guy that's growing corn in a farm and I'm staying in his farmhouse. It could be anything. You know what I mean? See, this is this is one of the things that I I'm a little bit like. I'm kind of amazed that we haven't done this yet um, because this is more. This is way more the spirit of what we've been doing. Uh, it's it's the unknown it's the you we're never quite sure what's going to happen and we're not really sure if it's going to be you or if it's going to be someone else or a traveler or a local or something i just love the idea of having it kind of be a mystery and because that's really the spirit of travel is not really knowing what you're what you're going to be doing absolutely absolutely and as well with uh, with the travel that i'm actually doing so it's if you don't already know it's around around europe i plan to go to every country in mainland europe and what i'm going to do whilst i go around is i will be vlogging with a v so that's videos will be going up onto youtube of my day <laughs> and, and every uh, day right you're doing it every single day i believe i'll be doing daily vlogging i'll be <laughs> vlogging every single day so <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will, I'll tell you what we'll do. When it's all set up, when the first one goes out, I'll come onto the podcast, whatever episode it may be, and I'll give everyone the link for it then. And the link will be in the show notes. So the next time you hear us will be season six. That'll be in a few weeks' time. 
as I understand it, there's going to be a bit of a new, bit of a new intro going on in there. You know, I've heard on the along the grapevine some uh, bit of new music going on there. Is that what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we'll, we'll see. I was prepared to go higher with that. <laughs> I'm kind of sad you didn't know. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the plan. We'll we'll kind of I'll be working on that. We'll see if I have something to announce, and that'd be awesome. Nice, nice. So I can't wait for season six. Let me say, I am I am probably more excited for season six than I have been for any past season, just because I know that this is going to be a big. This is going to be really good. I know this is going to be awesome. Ooh, interesting. I've really got to deliver now. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Right. So that was the unpacking of season five. We will be back in a few weeks for season six. Cody, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything you want them to think about over the next three, four weeks? Anything you want to leave them with at all? Just uh, keep (laughs) being awesome. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Short and sweet to the point. Nice, nice. Nicole, anything to add? I guess just uh, what we've been saying. Uh, Get a goal in mind and keep working towards it and send us emails about how that's going. Nice. Yes, I would like to hit on that again. You can email us Hayden at TravelStoriesPodcast.com or Nicole at TravelStoriesPodcast.com or Cody at... (laughs) (laughs) All the same ones at BackpackDigital.com. We have so many email addresses. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can go to the Facebook at BackpackDigital, the Twitter at BackpackDigital, and even the Instagram at BackpackDigital. And yeah, feel free to get in touch. You might regret emailing because I do email an essay back and it's all in weird orders and everything's really strange. So my apologies, but yeah, get in touch and thank you for listening to this episode and this season of Travel Stories Podcast. We'll see you guys later.